0: Hello and welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your usual hosts here. We have uh, Tom Mannering. Hello. And myself, Josh Hartley. How how are we doing, Tom? I am tired. (laughs) He's very tired. He's uh, he's been yawning like pretty constantly yep. while we've been catching up before we hit record. But so. I'm here. I love our oh. listeners. I love Josh. I just I'm here regardless. He's definitely tired. If he's saying that he loves me, hilarious. Uh, yeah, he's he's out of his mind. Good lord. Um,
1: uh, <laughs> what's what's brought this tiredness on? Just uh, just a busy work, busy busy week, work week. Uh, just busy, busy, busy. Busy. Uh, are you yeah. busy? <laughs> I'm busy. I'm very busy. And it's, and I don't know about uh, what it's like in Carlisle, but I imagine it's quite similar. We've had quite bad weather here, so yeah. it's been very loud at night, uh, which has woke me up a, a couple of times, which has not helped mm. matters. No, no. Well, that's fair enough. How are How you? Ha-
0: yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, we've got a little bit of stuff to talk about uh, in terms of the... What we've been up to. We got to see each other recently. Did, in person. Yes. In, the, in, in the flesh,
1: as we it did, were. On Friday, Josh came and, and stayed at my house, stayed in my bed. A, an inflatable bed in your living
0: room. <laughs> Thank you very much. Although I think we did get an unusual look, like an odd look from the pizza guy. Yeah, maybe, yeah, we? definitely. <laughs> so, so Tom's front room is very close to the front door. And you could see like the inflatable mattress that I had to sleep on from from where he was dropping the pizza off.
1: So he just yeah. did give give us a bit of a side look. But there was, it was me and fine. Josh opened the door to a, a pizza man with a, an inflatable bed right next to us. It's the the start of an adult film, right there. Oh no!
0: <laughs> You've spoiled it now.
1: I'm here to thread the dough.
0: Yeah. Oh, gee. No. Stop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the disgust on your face
0: yeah man we didn't do that but we did watch uh vox machina we did
1: so are you are you still enjoying it yeah, yeah of course i am i loved it i thought it was uh, a really good uh back to episodes we got this week uh it was even better because i had uh your company in a uh, domino's pizza which is uh never a bad thing. Uh, we are mm-hmm. open to advertisements, Domino's, if you're uh, listening. <laughs> uh, but no, we had that. Um, probably shouldn't ask them for advertisements before I've, I've linked them into pornos, but it's fine. Uh, uh, tons of people have done that already, to be fair. Oh, uh, that's fair. So yeah, yeah. We, we we watched uh, the three new episodes that dropped on, on Friday, uh, which I, I thought were great. Uh, obviously, this is a continuation of... Uh, the Briarwood Arc. Uh it was episode seven, eight and nine, so it's mm-hmm. it's the last second to last batch we're gonna get. Uh with uh 10, 11, and twelve dropping on Friday, which will have been two days ago to people listening now. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I'm still really into the animation. I loved like the combat with like the zombie horde and stuff. I thought that was that was really, really cool. Uh I was all in for that. Uh I, yeah, I, I've just really enjoyed it. It's it's really hard to like not go really spoilery with it.
0: Yeah, I I I mean we can we can give a spoiler warning now. Sure. So shut your ears if you, you if you want to avoid spoilers. But by the time this episode is out, there'll be another bit batch of episodes. So to catch up. Um, <laughs> yeah right. Um. So um. I. Personally, enjoyed there was a big fight scene with uh, the professor with the yeah. silver tongue uh, commanding the. How did that? I'm curious how that played out in the actual campaign. Was were they golems that he was uh, commanding, or was it actual animated suits of armor or whatever?
1: I am gonna be honest. I don't know if this is just uh, because I'm tired, but I cannot remember. Uh, right. I I don't recall the episodes uh, around I. I I'm I'm like eighty percent sure it actually does happen uh in in the the live show. Uh the well not the live show, but you know, the, the stream show, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh but I don't really remember it transpiring. I thought they did a very good job uh sort of showing uh how the effects of like charm person and, and domination uh yes. would kind of work uh and the way they kind of portrayed that was really really cool uh and it's it's an intre- i think i mentioned to you when we were actually watching it it's interesting because it's it's grog that he dominates first and it's always like the meathead fighter or you know whoever's it's usually the most physically deadly person mm-hmm. that gets dominated first one because they usually have the worst sort of corresponding save whether it's, you know, uh, wisdom or, or Pathfinder if it's will. Uh and two, because that's the person you want to turn against the party straight away. Because they will yeah. you know, they'll smash down your squishies, your wizards and things like mm-hmm. that, or your your healers. So I thought that was that was really, really well done. Um and then obviously like dominates sort of most of them towards the end of it as well, which was was really cool. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh,
0: guys, always give your fighters or barbarians at least some points in wisdom for that very reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We you don't want to be vulnerable in that area. It's a it's a bit of a running gag from our our original Pathfinder campaign that uh, Barry's ranger, who was a an absolute death dealer, uh, was very vulnerable to uh, mental coercion mm-hmm. uh, and and on, on several occasions nearly uh, killed uh, several people in the party. Yeah. Uh, excellent because of it the other thing as well that i, I really enjoyed uh, and i thought was portrayed really really well was pike's appearance uh yeah so in in the in the live streams uh ashley johnson wasn't there because she was filming blind spot so she either wasn't in episodes at all or would like zoom in you know she not zoom in like on her legs zoom in via uh zoom zoom meeting calls <laughs> uh <laughs> I don't know if it was Zoom, but you know some equivalent. Uh, yeah, and I think it's probably predates Zoom actually, uh, and or, or very occasionally she would actually turn up at the table if she was back in the area, um, and it was fun watching Mercer try and have to find ways to have her character not be there most of the time, mm-hmm. but also able to be there, and they actually kind of uh, they they pay tribute to that in how she appears as a. Uh, an astral projection, basically. And he's mm. still able to pretty much nuke the battlefield uh, when she does appear. And basically clears the board for a little while, uh, which was nice.
0: Yeah. Turn undead. Yeah. Great spell. Yeah. It's... So, uh, just, look, I, I, I am still really enjoying it. I If I have one point of criticism, and I'm curious as to how you feel about it, in the animation they very occasionally put like a 3d animation in, uh, in amongst like two day, 2d what is normally a uh, 2d animation. and that I find that a little jarring. is that that's not bothering you at all or
1: no it's, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, it, it, it's never really bothered me. I've, a lot of other animation that I've kind of uh, watched over the years has, has done similar. So like, right, okay. uh, classic one for me actually that that the kind of is the first time I re- I ever remember seeing that kind of effect done was in the nineties Spider-Man cartoon opening. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, trailer. So they I have, forgot like, all
0: about that. They have this
1: like three <laughs> D cityscape with like a kind of animated Spider-Man swinging through mm-hmm. it, um, and I I. I think it it can be a little bit jarring, uh, but it doesn't bother me so much because I I, I love animation. Like I'm am a really mm. big fan of it in general. I like that you know we live in an age where adult animation is a lot more prevalent. Uh, yes, because it just didn't really exist sort of twenty years ago, uh, or at least it was very very few and far between. Um, so I'm I'm really grateful that we live in kind of an age where it, it is socially acceptable to have cartoons for adults. Uh, and I love seeing different effects being utilized. Does it always work as well as the 2D stuff does? Probably not. But I think they're trying different things. You know, they're seeing what works. They're trying to get a different kind of perspective on it. Trying to maybe see if, if that gels better. Yeah. And I think you'll you'll probably see, you know, if, if there are other people like yourself who do say, you know, this isn't really working for us, they'll maybe dial back on that. Um, it's interesting because... I, I really, really do enjoy uh, Titmouse's animation and I don't want it to seem like I'm bashing on them because I'm absolutely not because it is it's majority su- superb. But every now and then I do see the odd, usually quite short scene where the animation quality does dip and you mm-hmm. can tell that like this was a scene they just had to churn out. You know, this, yeah. wasn't, this wasn't one of the set piece scenes. This wasn't one of the really nice scenes. So like for example... The, the scene where they approach the Sun Tree and the corpses are hanging from it, that was really, really well animated because it's a really important sort mm-hmm. of m- moment. It, it kind of closes off a, an episode. Um, but then there's a couple of scenes where they're talking and that, and I was like, ooh, they've, the, the animation isn't bad, but the quality has dropped sort of a, a peg or two from where it, it normally kind of sits. Um, mm-hmm. Because obviously they were... They're gonna have been working to deadlines, and they're gonna. Have, you have to take this kind of thing where you go. Well, what's our priority scene? What do we want to look really good? Do we want mm-hmm. this? You know, three minute scene that looks. You know, that's quite plot relevant. Does that need to look really cool, or does this? You know, six second transition scene need to look really good, um, and they they make the right choice. You know, they choose the mm-hmm. the one that lasts longer and has the bigger impact. But you do notice it in those little those little drops and I hope kind of going into the, the second season when they've got a bit hopefully they've got a bit more time they've got the money they've got yeah. the, they've got a bit more experience if they can keep the quality up as well that'd be awesome but as I say I do think across the board the quality of animation is really really good and I am really really happy with it mm-hmm. uh, there's been some amazing scenes the fight scenes are really well done a lot of the character moments as well and the, the facial expressions all really good as well
0: yeah I have and like everyone I've spoken to about it has been overwhelmingly positive about it apart from I've met I've spoken to one
1: person who doesn't like it so um, without naming or shaming that person I'm not going to no I wasn't no, planning I, on I know I, I kind of want you to because they deserve it but no it's fine <laughs> uh, but w- what do they take issue with
0: okay the the main thing is that they uh feel that the excessive violence the swearing and the sex references make it immature and they can't re- without without getting them on the show and asking them like f- fully explain yourself when when i was having this conversation that's they, they couldn't really get past that and they 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 made they felt that that made it really immature and yeah, it was. I, I actually, I, I do understand that criticism. No, it's fair. a bad, It is it a... just, it it just doesn't it doesn't bother me. In fact, I kind of, for me, I like the fact that it has that level of immaturity because otherwise, I think this this story would feel very dark and very heavy. Um, so, it's... and it makes it feel more like a D anD D campaign because you do have those silly, silly things, excessive swearing.
1: It's uh, yeah. No, it's it's a really interesting point, and and like yourself, I can't really, you know, challenge it. I I, I actually agree that you know it is excessively violent. Uh, there is a lot of swearing, and and there is a lot of sexual references, and, and some some quite juvenile references. But mm. if especially being familiar with the source material, that is very much. Something that is prevalent. I think for me, probably the swearing was the one thing, and I am not prudish when it comes to swearing. I swear like a bricklayer. Uh, but mm-hmm. for for me, the the swearing, especially in the early episode, there was a hell of a lot of swearing right out the gate, and I was kind of like, they didn't swear this much in the show, and I know you want to get across that it's kind of it is an adult show and needs to be kind of viewed as such for a number of reasons, you know, violence and sexual content uh, inclusive. Uh, for me, I did kind of feel that the swearing could be a little bit excessive at times, and there's there's just no need for, you know, constant Fs and Jeffs. Um, but the sexual content doesn't phase me. I actually think the, the violence is... Uh, it, it's important to me. Like, it, it's... Mm. You... You cannot stab someone with a sword without it being violent because it it is a violent thing to do. And I think the the kind of... It's an interesting one. I I don't know if you ever watched the 90s X-Men cartoon.
0: I did, Uh, yes.
1: So you've got Wolverine jumping around with claws popped out. Nobody ever gets injured, right? And I'm like, people should be dying. Like yeah. that guy you cannot slash someone across the chest with three knives and they just walk away from it you know mm-hmm. unless they're like you know got a healing powers or something and they always and and I've seen interviews with the people who actually made it and they said it was so hard to have to to put Wolverine in fight scenes because mm-hmm. his his powers are swords on his fingers right like they're they're incredibly dangerous and you you can't just hit someone with a sword and, and yeah. nothing happens so they had to be very kind of careful how they uh, how they how they dealt with that and mm-hmm. what vox machina does right in that way is it shows you the, the the visceral uh you know just brutal nature of combat you know if you shoot someone in the head you know things explode out you know if you stab someone in the gut entrails pour out you know and things like that and i'm not saying violence like that should be celebrated but it needs to be acknowledged as a reality in inverted commas of the mm-hmm. fantasy world. You know, when you've got these people doing these things, this is what's going to happen uh, because it's, it's not power ranges. You know, it's not you kick someone in the chest and there's a, a little explosion of lights and they go flying mm. back because that's not what happens, you know, bones break and people die. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like that visceral nature the sexual stuff is, is, it's intricate to the storyline. Like, it's, Scanlan's entire character is uh, a sex pest, fundamentally, you know, he's he's a very sexual entity, he's, you know... He's, yeah, and I, I think, um, I, I didn't watch Critical Role,
0: uh, but from what I understand, it's kind of important to his character arc, because he does mature yeah. over time, so it's kind of it's good to get this. This is the starting point. This is where this character starts from, and yeah. then he gets he grows out of this
1: to a degree. Uh, yes, yeah. He, <laughs> you know, it's it's if they do it as as I suspect they will. You know, there's going to be character development in there. But you know, and this is another thing as well. Like sex is a part of life. Like how how many times do people make innuendos and laugh about it? You know, even mm-hmm. as adults. You know, like I just don't understand why people are really prudish about this stuff and why, you know, it's, it shouldn't be included in there, especially as part of, of comedy. And I'm not referring to that person in general. I'm just talking in very, very general terms. Well, here.
0: yeah, because I was going to say, I, I can understand it. Like, I I, I, I I can understand why someone wouldn't want yeah. that in the, the media that they consume. Yeah. Right? Particularly if, uh, I like, I tend to, like, compartmentalise shows and the like and if it was in a show that I wasn't expecting it to be in or wouldn't necessarily want it to be in then that would probably bother me a lot more I kind of I kind of had the the briefing on Vox Machina though so I knew what I was getting in for yeah so
1: I think the first episode makes it very very clear <laughs> the first it? episode sets the tone yeah you know what you're getting in for very very quickly and and if it's not for you it's not for you, you know. There's nothing wrong with that. Like you're allowed to dislike things, and I take no issue with that. I'm not even going to do my usual and say you're wrong because I, I don't think, you know, you, uh, opinion is is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I like everything it has in it. I, I think the swearing could maybe come down just a notch just to make yeah. it a bit more consistent with what actually was in the show because there was swearing hundred percent, but it wasn't mm-hmm. as as. Uh, unnecessarily regular is probably the best way I would put it. But for me, it doesn't, it doesn't impact my enjoyment. Uh, and yeah. it, it doesn't, you know, change my opinion of the show. Good, kid. Uh, that's not all we did though. We actually,
0: for a rarity for a gaming podcast, we actually played a game. We did. <laughs> we, did. We, did. we played one game twice. <laughs> yeah, because we, so we played um, Legendary, we used some of the new um, expansions that you got for it as well, didn't we?
1: Yeah, we did. So we played uh, we played Marvel Legendary, uh, which you've no doubt heard me talk about uh, ad nauseum. Uh, mm-hmm. So we picked up a... Are uh, you saying that to me or the listener? Both. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm sure everybody who knows me is sick of hearing about it, to be honest. Uh, we played using uh, one of the most recent sets, which is Marvel Annihilation uh mm-hmm. which is uh as a nihilist as a villain and has a, a reprint of the fantastic four as a, a new kind of version uh mm-hmm. we used the old fantastic four set which is one of the very early sets from mm-hmm. from marvel legendary and we used into the cosmos which is a couple of sets back i think uh yeah so yeah we used a bit of new stuff a lot of stuff that i just haven't played with because i've mm-hmm. been buying legendary through lockdown you know staying on top of my collection I don't really play Legendary solo uh, very, very often at all. Mm. So it's kind of been the first time I got to, to crack some of this stuff out uh, uh, with myself and Josh. And uh, our, our first game did not go well.
0: No, it didn't. We got asses kicked. <laughs> yeah, we,
1: we had probably the, the worst run of bad luck we, we could do. So uh, for those who haven't played Legendary, there are a couple of mechanics in the game. Uh, One is that the villain has schemes in their deck. So it's a deck building game. Mm -hmm. The villain's deck has a number of scheme cards in it, which will kick off sort of events for the villain that lead towards them winning. Uh, And unfortunately for us, all of those scheme cards came out really, really fast, uh, which meant the villain ramped way quicker than we were. And that was made worse by the fact that the place where we recruit heroes from was filled, again, very unfortunately, with very high cost recruitment heroes, meaning me Mm -hmm. and Josh couldn't actually get heroes to use, so we basically sat there being just ravaged by yeah by the villain. But it's all right, because we played it again and we won. We so did. It's all good. Yeah, we turned it around. Uh we, we had a good game, the second game. It was a nice there was challenge, you know, it wasn't we didn't steamroller it, we kinda had to we had to fight for it. Uh we mm-hmm. were we were playing the uh the Fantastic Four. Uh, so Reed Richards, uh Sue Richards uh, human torch and thing uh, versus Annihilus and uh, a bunch of uh, random henchmen including uh, a rather blatant Scientology uh, analog yes well, that's uh, see right they're evil yeah yeah they yeah. Were. Uh, so. so yeah I, I really enjoyed it. it was it was really nice to just get a chance to to play a game and I know we've obviously got a, we're planning our 40k uh, crusade weekend. So yeah we are yeah we are I'm really excited for that yeah, um, yeah. it's really good uh, and that funnily enough will, will spin me on to uh, a little a little announcement I've got uh, that, oh. that even Josh doesn't know about uh, Carol, yeah this
0: is, he, he said I've, I've got news but I, I, I don't want you to know about it I want so this is get ready for my
1: raw reaction okay so this is uh, as, as I've mentioned on previous uh, episodes I have a Uh, Gene Steeler Cult Army, which is Mm. currently with my friend uh, Will in Carlisle, who's very kindly painting it for me because he's Mm -hmm. a better painter than I am uh, and can do it a lot faster (laughs) than I ever could and he's a very nice person. Uh, And uh, I don't know if you've seen this on Facebook or not yet, uh, Josh, but Will painted up my... Gene Stealer Icon bearer.
0: Yes, I saw that. So it's, yeah.
1: it's kind of they hold the uh, banner, and uh, Will has done this beautiful uh, sort of uh, banner with kind of a uh, uh, a Gene Stealer symbol, but it's done in such a way that like you can't really tell it's a Gene Stealer symbol because they okay. use kind of they indoctrinate people in it's like a an imperial mm-hmm. cult, but then they pull the rug and it's a Gene Stealer cult. Uh-huh. Uh, and I got a message from Will not long before we came on here. To say, just so you know, uh, your uh, your model is going to be featured on uh, Games Workshops Twitch stream. Hey, uh, no way. So my my icon bearer from my my Gene Steel Cults, uh, courtesy of Will's painting. Nothing I've done. I was just going to say uh, <laughs> this is this is Will Will, Will really, yeah, but it is it's your model. model. <laughs> it's your, yeah, you bought the model. My my color scheme as well. Well, it's not yes. my color scheme. It's the uh, it's the color scheme of the faction I'm doing, but uh you know I've, I've taken a little bit of involvement in this it's, it's will's honor it's will's celebration mm. but it's my model uh so i i'm 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 more happy for will uh yes and and i just wanted to kind of reference it uh so it's, i mean will's had plenty of models featured on uh various uh games workshop channels and things and uh Ben's had one in, in White Dwarf as well, I think. If He's, yeah, I was just going to say, Ben's had one featured on the Twitch
0: stream recently as well. He was oh, is telling it? me He was telling me this weekend. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Um, uh, where, where unlucky, is it? Frog, unlucky frog all over the Twitch stream. Yeah, right. Where is, yeah. it?
1: Where is it Ben works,
0: Josh? Ash and hold art, <laughs> air horns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Um, so yeah, that's uh, that. I think that's featuring on on. It'll be on the Friday, just gone uh, mm-hmm. for for people listening on the hobby roundup. So I'm going to be uh, tuned into that and see what they say about uh, about Will's amazing work. Uh, on oh, that it's, it's
0: really well painted, but I bet the guy who owns it is an ass.
1: <laughs> allowed to be mean to me? This isn't yeah. our dynamic. <laughs> Turn it on its head. It's opposite day. So yeah, I'm, I'm really uh, I'm really excited about obviously to to go back to it to our crusade weekend because mm-hmm. we're we're planning this in uh, sort of late mid-late March. Uh yes. and obviously uh by then I'm going to have my my jeans dealer cults. So I've got my new book. Uh I'm not going to have a clue what I'm doing with any of it. Uh We are all going to be the same to be fair. Yeah. So
0: there's going to be uh Tom, myself. Uh Will is up for it as well, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I've got a, a couple. Of, we've got a couple of other people that we know uh, who might be interested. A friend of mine who I've been playing Magic the Gathering and some board games with, um, I went to school with Rory, has dug out his old Tau army from his attic. So uh, and he's he, they've had a new codex come out, so he's going to
1: pick that up. So I might be able to rope him into some Crusade games. The interesting um, thing about that is the Tau haven't changed all that much since they were they were released, which is, you know, kind of tragic for the Tau. Uh, but a lot of their old models are still in a degree of circulation as well. So, yeah, I think their model line hasn't aged too
0: badly to be fair. No, it hasn't. I mean, like if, if out of all the old model lines, they're probably one of the lowest priority. They're, they're doing the right thing by getting the Eldar redone. The yeah. Craftworld Eldar really needed it. Um, yeah, I think other than them, I say the Tyranids are, like have a really old plastic range, but most of them look fine. It's just really the, the classic Gene Stealers look like a bit the goofy gene now. Stealers. Yeah, they could be better though. They could be compare them to
1: the ones that you get in like the third edition Space Hulk. Sure, sure, okay, yeah. Like the, I think the the difference there is you're you're talking so the. The classic jeans dealers have a modular nature to them, albeit yes. very limited, uh, but they do have a, a modular nature to them, whereas the space hook ones are posed mm-hmm. uh, in a specific way, which gives them the benefit of looking a bit cooler uh, in that sense. But yeah. I do I do get where you're coming from in that regard. And I think you're right. The Tau aged really, really well. And they are one of the newer ranges mm-hmm. of old models, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So they've they've got the benefit of that as well. And they have had some few a few new models kind of few through the I years. I mean like battle battle tech mech style stuff
0: is gonna age pretty well. Because yeah. it's a very distinct style. It's not it doesn't really change that much either.
1: So Well that's it, like how can you really it's like space marines, you know, like it it took years for them to do anything with space marines beyond mm. the basic, you know, troops and that was basically put them in bigger armour. Uh, yes. And make the boxes <laughs> more expensive. Uh, so, wow, uh, you cynic! I am a cynic. Uh, I'm, I'm very cynical, uh, especially when it comes to Space Marines, as we've seen mm-hmm. on, on the street many a time. on, on, on many ta- many a time. Yes, uh, but yeah, I think um, the Tau is really well, and I I just still really like their models. I think the, the it would be really hard to redo battle suits and do them justice, you know, mm-hmm. because they are so stylized. So how would you really? how would you do that in such a way that you kept this kept kind of that distinct look mm-hmm. and style without just reinventing the wheel? You know, you, yeah. So I think they could probably do with a new fire, uh, fire team. Set. The fire warriors. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. That That's fair. If they were going to redo one kit from it, it would have been that, but yeah, I think they could, give I, 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 don't, I don't think like, you know, like you, like we were saying about animation. You know, like Games Workshop have a limited number of resources that they can devote to their 40k lines, mm-hmm. so they're, they're going to put it the most effort into the stuff that really needs it, like the Eldar Guardian kit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so yeah. Um, so I think that that was the right call on their part. Um, cool. So uh, obviously, we're going to keep you posted as and when this, because uh, this we're probably going to be doing it in about a month, right?
1: Yeah, it's a, a month to tomorrow. I wonder if
0: I can. I wonder if I can get a bunch of Necrons painted prior to it. The good thing is because I've got a couple of armies, I've got enough to dabble in a, a couple of different factions. Yeah. The only thing I'm probably not going to do is Imperial Guard because they've got an old Codex, it's um, which is a shame because I would have loved to have got the Bane
1: Blade out, <laughs> like. But, um, what a way to start a friendly crusade with a bunch of people who haven't played for Bane ages. blade. <laughs> You're going to be that guy. I'm not going to win this mission, but I'm going to have fun. Yeah. Like, I'm going to win this mission, but I'm going to make sure you don't enjoy it. Yeah. Classic Josh. <laughs> hey, if you had a Baneblade, wouldn't you want to play with it? I would, I would, 100%. Yeah. And I, I don't begrudge anyone wanting to use a Baneblade. I, I think I'm a bit, uh, I'm a bit bitter on... Uh, on bane blades after i had an experience going back to when i worked at a games workshop okay <laughs> so we uh we ran a an event night one night and i i was my job to plan it right so it's fairly early into my career you know i've been there a few months and i was told you know, right, right we're going to do a, a late night event i think it was like friday night and like we charged people a, a very small some to kind of come mm-hmm. to it and we we kept the store open late and we had food and stuff. This was back when you could do things like this. I don't think you could do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh and we uh we had a bunch of people come and they all signed up, you know, in advance and we played basically an apocalypse game. So an nice. apocalypse game, if you don't know, is a massive, massive game of uh Warhammer forty thousand. So you have really big tables, loads of like stuff going on. Everyone has decent sized armies and they get a chance to use some like really big units as well. Yeah. And there are like some apocalypse specific units. So I mean like Titans and things fall into like Mm -hmm. apocalypse. This was a a time when the only titans you could get were forge world uh, Mm -hmm. and nobody had one. So we weren't expecting, you know, Titans to rock up the game and they didn't. uh, So that was fine. So most people signed up and they came with just kind of their normal armies, but with like, you know, maybe an extra tank or two or -hmm. an extra special character to kind of bulk it out. And then one guy came, he's a friend of mine. Uh, one guy came and he bought his list was three Bane Blades. And. Oh, excellent. And he <laughs> basically he's, he's sat down at his part of the table. And bear in mind, in Apocalypse, Bane Blades were more powerful than they yeah. are in normal 40k because they had access to what are called Apocalypse templates, which are these massive, massive templates that. This is back when they used templates as well. Templates, that, yeah. That, templates are not a thing anymore. They cover like a two by two board section, right? And bear in mind, we had like people, including like kids, you know, like Fork who are like 12, 13, 14 and that set up on mm. these. And on the the first turn, the that the teams get their turns. The, the team with the Bane Blades gets the first turn. He takes out one of these templates and wipes one of the players off the board. Woo! just puts oh, okay. this tablet down, just, just completely wipes this. And he was like a 14-year-old guy. He's there with his dad. And he's, he's paid, wow. you know, he's only paid a few quid, but he's paid a few quid. And he's made the effort to come down. And I'm standing there. And I'm like, I am so sorry. So, so sorry. And mm-hmm. I ended up taking this, taking this kid, I like taking him to the other side of the board and we brought him back on as reinforcements. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nice. That's
0: a good, uh, good hand wave. Lad. Yeah,
1: because uh, <laughs> that was just... I, I, I always remember, whenever someone says Bane Blades, that's the image I get in my head immediately is that, that kid being tabled before he'd, he'd even had a chance to, to roll the dice. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Bane Blades are, are nasty. Not so much in uh, in, in just regular, regular 40K and just one Bane Blade. But if you dropped, if you rocked up and dropped a Bane Blade, I would, I would judge you.
0: <laughs> you judge me anyway. It's fine. Do you this really need fine.
1: more judgment, though?
0: I, I mean, have we not reached a critical mass no. of judgment? No. Okay. <laughs> is that is that a thing? Is that possible? You'll find out. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> yeah. And on that note, before we sign off, uh, let's uh, give a shout out to our Patreon and our Patreons again because uh, they're the guys who keep us going. You wanted me to do this? Is that is that? I story? was handing that okay. off
1: to you to sort of say something. Okay, yes. that's fair. Yeah, no uh, so we we have a uh, Patreon as as Josh has alluded to. Uh it's where you guys can obviously support us with as little of as a dollar struck pound uh which is really appreciated it keeps the lights on. Uh it keeps us doing what we're doing. It allows us to buy Extra equipment where we need mm-hmm. it, uh, like the the mic that I use that we mention every episode, every episode, uh, now, yes. or <laughs> like the uh, like the subscriptions we have to. to yeah, use. I was
0: going to say in, in 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 all reality, like the the subscriptions that we have for like you know hosting the
1: podcast the the recording uh, software that we use, you know, it all adds up. So. It does, and you know if you sign up, there's some opportunities there. You can play a game with me and Josh. Uh, online, if you if you wish to uh, to suffer that experience, I am just as mean to Josh uh, off the podcast as I am on it. So I can, you can confirm. Enjoy that can experience confirm. in real time. Uh, yeah. And there's a few other bits and pieces there as well. Um, but yeah, even if it's even if it's just a pound, just a dollar, it is really appreciated. Uh, and thank you to all our existing Patreons for their ongoing support. You guys are the bomb. <laughs> you guys are the bomb, indeed. <laughs> And on
0: that note, uh, thank you very much for listening. And until next time, take care. Bye. Bye.